0: Hello, world, I'm Greg Patton, stand by for news and stuff. So many things going on in the world, and a lot of it is confusing, I mean, for everyone. Keep focused, Jesus is in control, he's got it all taken care of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but sometimes you wonder, what's happening in your, is it a good week so far or a bad week in your life? Whatever. It will reverse next week for the most part. But you should be one of the happiest people on the face of the earth. I mean, if you're saved and heaven bound, how could that not excite you today, my friend? Don't let... In fact, I'm thinking about some of the stories I'm doing today. I want to take a shower. But I'll tell you what, he's still there. He's still in charge. Somehow it all works. Romans 8:28 is still in the Bible. All things... Work together for good to them that love God, to thee called according to his purpose. So don't be dismayed. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and everything is somehow going to work to his honor and his glory. Are you discouraged today, depressed? Probably, or I'll say again, if not today, maybe tomorrow. That is life. Jesus is coming soon. Let's get ready. What in the world is going on? It's daily. New Jersey investigators urging the public to be on the lookout now for an armed and dangerous man accused of, uh, while well, he attempted to murder two cops yesterday in Newark. Kendall Howard, 30, shot two Newark police officers while they were trying to question him near Chancellor Avenue. Officers received a tip shortly before 1 o'clock from a concerned citizen who thought they recognized the suspect, so they went there. He wasn't home, but as they were leaving, he approached them and a violent interaction occurred. The suspect shot the officers at close range. Officers fired back, one hit in the face, the other in the leg. Both expected to recover. Again, they're looking for the bad guy. Speaking of cops, Georgia sheriffs who support Governor Brian Kemp are mad at Stacey Abrams' debate remarks, suggesting that they're all good old boys who target African Americans and think the media's demonization of law enforcement played a major role in her comments. Abrams, the Democrat challenging Kemp in the gubernatorial election, retorted to him touting his sheriff endorsements on Sunday night by declaring, I'm not a member of the good old boys club. So no, I don't have 107 sheriffs who want to be able to take black people off the streets, who want to be able to go without any accountability. What in the world? It just shows that stupid comes in all colors. Well, we're not sure what's going on, so what do we know what on? What is known about a confrontation in San Francisco at the home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is that a person arrested for injuring her husband, millionaire Paul Pelosi, was mentally unstable with a brain which had a problem with long-term drug use, okay, so far. He's a former pro-nudist, okay, convinced that he was Jesus for a year, lived in a bus on a semi-commune, and has embraced conspiracy theories both from the left and from the right. That's what we know, I guess. So why are there so many questions remaining, including reports that Nancy Pelosi will not turn over home security footage of that whole mess? They say likely because with the truth of the matter uncertain, leftists can then insist that every conservative personally condemn the actions of the mentally ill man. And that would have nothing to do with lowering the rhetorical temperature or averting violence, but instead has everything to do with trying to compel Republicans to take responsibility for all of that. Yes, why not? the Bible says nothing new under the sun. What goes around comes around. Former prime minister and lucid leader Benjamin Netanyahu is poised to become Israel's next prime minister. Again? That according to the counting of almost all the ballots. By Wednesday afternoon, Netanyahu had his lead with more than 80% of the votes counted. Arab party Balad was originally said to be close to crossing the threshold, but by Wednesday afternoon, that option disappeared. Netanyahu thanked his supporters for giving him and his bloc a massive vote of confidence from the Israeli public. And let's see if this rings a bell. little flashback here. 1995. Got it? New York Times. They published an article featuring scientists who forecast that 25 years, in 25 years, most of the beaches on the East Coast would be gone due to Global warming, really. The Times' William Stevens wrote 27 years ago that a continuing rise of the average global sea level, which is likely to amount to more than a foot and a half by the year 2100, would inundate parts all of many heavily populated river deltas and the cities on them, making them totally uninhabitable and would destroy many beaches all around the world. You with me so far? And by the way, just so you know, you're not the nutcase. 1,100 scientists in the month of August. 1,100, count them, and scholars as well, signed a document declaring client science is based more on personal belief and political agendas than sound, rigorous science. Global warming. More news right after this. You know, sometimes words are uttered to us that we just can't grasp, overwhelmed by the comments. Can you imagine the intensity that must have filled the room when Jesus appeared to his disciples in John 20? After days of hiding, afraid for their very lives, and the mourning the loss of their master, the followers of Jesus Christ were stunned to see him standing before them in a locked room. Now, if that shock of his appearance wasn't enough, think about the statement he made. As the Father has sent me... I also send you, John 20:21. 20, the weight of that comment must have seemed overwhelming. After years of hearing Jesus talk about his divine purpose, the disciples were given a similar commission. Just as the Father had sent Jesus, so now Jesus is sending them into this old world to spread the gospel, heal the sick, serve the needy, and bring glory to the Father. Many Christians read that and think, I'm sure glad I wasn't there to get those marching orders really guess what you were the room didn't house just 11 remaining disciples luke 2433 reveals that many other followers were with them so in john 2021 20, when jesus said i send you he was talking to the whole body of believers ever and 2000 years later that same commission applies to you and me christ is sending you where maybe to the backyard or halfway around the world to spread the gospel question wherever whenever are you ready it's the wild wild world of rap music i have spoken against that all of my life having been a rock disc jockey and speaking around the country on the media anyway take off a member of the platinum selling atlanta group migos was killed in a shooting outside a Houston, Texas, bowling alley. The rapper, whose legal name was Kessnick Carey Ball, rose to fame as part of the group with the 2013 hit Versace, which was remixed by uh, Drake, by the way. Now, after the news of Takeoff's death broke out, journalist Demele Hill placed him in the lineage of young rap artists who died as victims of violence. This, This is the world of rap music. I was in college when Biggie and Pac were killed and thought there was no way we'd ever experience anything remotely close to that again. Now it's happening so frequently that you barely have time to recover before another rapper is killed. That is the world of rap music. In business news, the chorus to ban TikTok grows louder and louder. Brandon Carr, one of five commissioners with the Federal Communications Commission, is that he doesn't see any path forward for anything other than a ban of TikTok. That is the social media company with more than 200 million downloads in this country. This is from China, by the way. It has a Chinese ownership. And he sees that as a threat to U.S. national security, and we need to ban it, ban TikTok. He'll need support from elsewhere in D.C. The FCC can't regulate TikTok on its own, but it just makes Common sense. How have they taken over? How about Elon Musk as he works out his business plan in public for all to see? Twitter's new owner and CEO pitched an $8 a month subscription fee that includes verification, half as many ads will be there, priorities in replies, and the ability to post longer videos. He started out at $20 for a subscription, but guys like Stephen King blasted that, and so, uh, Let's back off here a little. It's big. It's tall. Miami's skyline set to be a whole lot different in the days ahead as developers officially broke ground on a record-breaking skyscraper stretching over 1,000 feet into the sky, 100 stories tall. The new Waldorf Astoria Hotel and Residences, located at 300 Biscayne Boulevard, slated to become the magic city. Well, not only the magic city, Florida's tallest building. What else is happening? U.S. Supreme Court, the Chief Justice there, John Roberts, temporarily blocked a congressional committee from accessing President Trump's tax returns. wonder what that one's all about. Amazon, they're dramatically expanding their library of ad-free music and podcasts for Prime members. And SpaceX, SpaceX Falcon Heavy. Launched into space for the first time in more than 36 months, Falcon Heavy is the world's most powerful operational rocket. Did you know that? And the basketball news, the fragile and frazzled Brooklyn Nets parted ways with their coach Steve Nash and appear likely to bring on suspended Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka to fill that spot. In the baseball World Series last night in Philadelphia, five home runs. It was a crazy night in Philadelphia in the World Series. And, of course, Philadelphia won, and they're up two games to one in the World Series. Well, this is kind of weird, kind of different, but then I guess, is it really? He says, I didn't tell my wife and child. I didn't tell them for fear that they would be just too complacent and would not work or work hard in the future. What's that all about? It's the winner of a $30 million Chinese lottery jackpot, and he wore a mascot suit. He's a duck or something here to claim his prize. So nobody, and I mean nobody, would ever know his true identity. The man identified only as Mr. L had told local newspapers he was keeping his jackpot a secret from his wife and child. Now get this so they wouldn't become rich deadbeats. Time will tell if his decision is initiated by other potential winners. By the way, here in America, can you believe that? The jackpot has ballooned to $1.2 billion. Okay. So, you having the big bird for Thanksgiving? We're excited here at the Patton household in that my son... Going to do all the work this year for the first time ever. Big break for Mrs. Patton. By the way, Thanksgiving dinner is going to be a little more expensive this year, leaving many Americans seeking alternative ways to celebrate Thanksgiving dinner. Going to be different. They say that inflation is making, get this, pizza and tacos a lot more appealing this year. Some families do that every year. So, me, bring on. The drumstick. (laughs) Let's go to living in today's world. Not a new story. Good story. Really good any time. Nothing new under the sun. In the midst of all the mayhem of the football world, it's quiet time now. And there he is finding a corner, finding an empty chair. And he opens up the word of God, the Bible. And this guy gets lost for a few moments of peace, Talking about quarterback... For the Alabama Crimson Tide, Jalen Milrow. He really is a breed apart. Like many athletes, he's a young man of faith. Unlike many athletes, he makes it a habit to read his Bible before every game, right there in the locker room, surrounded by all the noise, all the chaos, getting ready for the big game. So there it is in the afternoon, the Heisman winner, Winston Payne, the regular quarterback, Bryce Young, slammed down his helmet as he walked to the injury tent. CBS said there were screams coming from inside the tent as Young had injured his shoulder. But before Jalen Milroads put on his helmet and ran the offense as the backup quarterback, he had a talk. He had a to- The first thought I had was, i got to talk to God, said Milrow. I asked for protection, for healing for Bryce, just to know that God was with him. The first thing I did, talk to God. I had the one-on-one talk with him. Bryce young Winston's team doctors examined him. Moments before Bryce jogged into the locker room, it happened. One Bama player popped his head into the tent. It was Jalen Milrow's words coming from the heart. The biggest thing I told him was, I love you. Our bond that we have speaks much greater than football ever will. I know that I love him and we love each other. I wanted to tell him that God was with him and that I love him. The Razorbacks were drawing closer, and the crowd was in a frenzy. Bryce had returned to the sidelines for the second half as Jalen was leading the team now. A 77-yard scamper by this guy ignited a crimson scoring spree, and Bryce Young smiled and cheered from the sidelines. Quarterback competitions can be real cutthroat, but Jalen and Bryce's relationship is very unique. Good friends showing nothing but support and nothing but love. Jalen Milrow was baptized a few months back. He wanted to reaffirm his commitment, wanted to keep his promises. Today, the Bama backup quarterback is feeling blessed that he was able to lead his team to victory. And he's rooting for Bryce to come back soon. So the next time you attend an Alabama football game, you take it all in. The crowd, the noise, the excitement, whatever team you're for, we know how that works. And as you settle into your seat, keep in mind what Jaden Milrow will likely be doing while you're sitting there. He'll be in the locker room, opening the Word of God, finding some peace there. For in the midst of mayhem, it's quiet time. This was just last December in the SEC Championship game, courtesy of Dr. Matt Ray, and I sure appreciate, don't you, him sharing that with us? That's what life's all about. Christian? Absolutely. Football, yeah, it's okay. So if you want to see how it all works, just go to the book of Ecclesiastes and remind yourself of a few things. I mean, what's really important. Thoughts from here or there? Jesus Christ spent most of his time with the type of people that most Christians these days don't even want in their church. Got this one on my Facebook page a picture of the super dog that helped kill the ISIS leader. It says, this dog has helped America. Oh, and there they are, the four commie squad members. This dog has helped America more than all of the squad combined. Gee, you think? And this one's really good. I don't have time to worry about who doesn't like me. I'm too busy loving the people who love me. Thanksgiving, every day, where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Hear it. Hello, world. We're thankful for you for listening to the broadcast and telling others about this Christian news information program on the air every day at this time. It is such a blessing being able to share news from a Christian perspective. So many years in radio news, television news, anchorman, and news person on the streets. It's been great as a Christian to share to you thoughts and ideas with well a different approach. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our Facebook page. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patent, P-A-T-T-E-N. And of course, we want to thank the radio stations that carry Hello World. It's a big deal to us, and I know that you're grateful to this station as well. Let them know that, and if you can, support them in any way possible. Always needing help in Christian radio. We thank you so very much for being a part. What? Are you thankful for? There's so many things, right? The many sins that God has forgiven, and all the times that He has warned you and rescued from all kinds of dangers. That's something to be thankful for, right? What a motivation to say, Thank you, Lord. Think back to the moment of your salvation when God came into your life and changed your eternal destiny. For me, He used a 16 year old boy in Indianapolis, Indiana when I was riding the waves very high as a rock and roll disc jockey. This kid says, come to church. We went to the Baptist church. Wow. Changed my life forever, for sure. Thank you, Kevin Mitchell. How do you often praise him for saving you, for transforming your life? How often do you thank him for dying an agonizing death in order to give you life for all eternity? The more you dwell on the amazing love that made your salvation possible, the higher your praise is going to be. And what about grace to you every day? Think about the times you failed God, and you will want to thank Him for His mercy, for His understanding, for His patience with you. And have you thought about what you don't have? We could all put together a very long list there, right, of what we want God to give us? But have you stopped to consider the things He's graciously kept away from you? All believers face certain trials, but we know that God allows every hardship for a specific good purpose. Thus my life verse, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God. And He also puts limits on our troubles. Consider the many struggles that He has not permitted to touch you or your loved ones. As you imagine what life might be, Apart from the grace of Almighty God, you, oh, you your gratitude is going to overflow. And then one praise will increase when we are emotionally free to express it. If we worry about what others are thinking, then our adoration for the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be stifled. Sure it is. Now, I'm not referring to foolish or overly dramatic demonstrations here. I, I simply mean that we should have the freedom to give God our honest and heartfelt praise. And for some people, this means approaching Him in absolute silence. For others, it means clapping your hands or raising them over your head to the Lord. It could also involve voices lifted up in song and in prayer. It's important to feel freedom in exalting the Lord Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit cannot flow through a life that is quenching the expression of praise. But when we learn to offer a genuine unhindered expression of Appreciation to God, the Spirit has more liberty to glorify the Lord through us. Then an exciting result is our life's testimony and influence, and it will become more powerful and more far reaching every day. And then we praise God, and that's all enhanced when our life matches our thankfulness. There are some people who show up at church on Sunday morning and they jump up and down and they shout hallelujah and shout amens and Of course they do. But during the week, they never talk to anyone about Jesus. They never serve God. They never give anything further to the kingdom. It's all there on Sunday morning and back to life as usual Monday. For some reason, they seem to be concerned only about their three friends, me, myself, and I. This attitude is incompatible with sincere praise to Almighty God. And even worse, it's actually Detrimental to the body of Christ because unbelievers may recognize this thing as being, oh yeah, hypocritical. Let me ask you does your praise need to be lifted to the next level? Thanksgiving would be a wonderful time to start refocusing your prayer life. Ask God is too much of my prayer wrapped up in me somehow? How often do I mention you, God, and what you've done in my life? Praise. As the Lord reveals what your heart attitude has been, know that he's already pleased with your desire to praise him all the more. Then trust the Holy Spirit to guide all of this. Not only will your prayer life change, you will also find yourself empowered for more service and a greater impact on society today. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that good stuff? I guess this is not a new idea. In fact, I think I've shared similar stories before. A birthday billboard along Atlantic City's Black Horse Pike got a lot of attention recently. The man you see on the billboard thanks his son for the gift, which just keeps on giving. Birthdays can be hard when the family's away. Mike and his brother Chris live in Florida, dad in Linwood, New Jersey. So this year, they decided to get a little help in wishing him happy birthday. The dad said he got a birthday wish on Thursday. The guy said, happy birthday. I said, who's this? He said, Nick. Nick, who, I asked. Oh, you don't know me. Well, then how do you know it's my birthday? I read it on the billboard. What a gift for dad. Happy birthday, Chris Ferry. And this one could happen to me. Guy comes into Walmart in the back room, puts on a vest, picks up the biggest TV we have, and put it on a cart. Dropped it and then asked me if I could help him lift it up. The guy thanked me and left with his brand new TV that I helped him to steal. (laughs) Yeah, that would be me. That's it. Another edition of Hello World. I'm Greg Patton. Thanks so much for listening to the program. Each day at this time, like us on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, and Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. That's E-N. Thanks so much for listening to the program and telling others about the broadcast. We're growing. God bless. Check you out tomorrow right here. Same time, same place. And that's the way it is. November the 2nd, 2022. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.